This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! I don't need to do the intros anymore. These episodes come around so quickly. Um, let's just get straight to it. Another victory to discuss. Happy days. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? I really enjoyed that yesterday. I think, um, you know, we were, we were chatting before match, before the match over a pint. And uh, I think everyone just wanted that home win. What we didn't want is to start slipping into a situation where home form was becoming an issue. So I think I think getting that monkey off our back now I think is is really really important and um, yeah it's brilliant. I mean I I haven't celebrated a home goal like that for a long time. I don't the the the, the, the scenes when uh, when Simpson scored were were great. They really were fantastic and yeah very good win against a very good team and and um, you can't really knock much much of what we're doing at the moment, can you? Terry, thank you very much. <laughs> Before we get into the game itself, I, I was I really enjoyed the last week because it felt normal, didn't it? There was there was a very it was a very quiet midweek for Swindon. Um, announcement of a uh, John Trollope's long, long overdue stand name aside. Yeah, uh, Clem Morfini and Rob Angus just tapping balls into open nets. Um, still, I mean. It, <laughs> I'd love to say it's it's easy, but if it was easy, then everybody else would have done it. I mean, they, they, I just don't understand 
why these things take so long, but you know, it's, they're, they're complete no brainers. Some of the stuff, some of the things that the club are doing, but yeah, it's brilliant. Fair play to them. So, um, yeah, it was nice just for a normal week, wasn't it? You know, normal, fun little announcements and, um, and nonsense on Twitter and every post being replied to with announced striker. And, you know, it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, have you, have you yet to sample one of Clem Mulfooney's uh, pints? Like every other Australian who's come over here, he can't stop pouring pints, can he? But I, I, um, I have yet to have one. I seem to be like, <laughs> I seem to be avoiding him accidentally. He was in the Merlin. I'm in the, the Legends Lounge. He's in the County Ground Hotel. I'm in the Tap and Barrel. I mean, it's, it's just Clem. Come on, let's make it happen. Maybe we can have a. Maybe we should have a private audience with him instead. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Or maybe we should just open a, a walkabout in Swindon and just be done with it. Or reopen the walkabout in Swindon, Rich. Oh, of course. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't frequent Swindon's uh, public houses and bars, so I didn't know there was a walkabout. Was there a walkabout in Swindon? Why? There was, there was a long time ago. I'm sorry, I misspent a lot of my youth. <laughs> I think we've all misspent parts of our youth at a walkabout. God, haven't we just? <laughs> okay, um, match day then. So Swindon starting a lineup was Jojo Wallacott, Akinol Mayo, Dion Conroy, Romilly Critchlow, Ben Gladwin, Tyree Simpson, Jack Payne, Kane Kessler Hayden, Rob Hunt, uh, Lewis Reed, and Anthony Grant. That is in squad number order. Ben Garner's chopped and changed a little bit recent recently in terms of formation. Was was that the case against Mansfield? Yeah, this this definitely was a change. I think um, Garner's even admitted that in the post match. This was definitely a move to three four three. So we had the, he had the three centre halves in Odomeo and Critchlow either side of Conroy, and then Rob Hunt and um, and Kesler Hayden as the wing backs. And I'm not, not going to lie, I don't like it. It, it didn't work. <laughs> it, it, it's just too many defenders on the pitch. Like when you've got those back three and Grant in there and your two your two wing backs. Just a lot of defenders, and, and what what tended to happen, especially in the first part of the game, is that we would keep the ball really well at the back. Well, actually, we wouldn't keep it really well. We tried to keep the ball really well at the back, but have no one to advance the ball to, I and mean, it just looked a bit lopsided. There was just too many defenders on the pitch. So, look, I think um, I think he he deliberately changed the side out of respect for Mansfield. They're a good team. They they they, they play quite a unique shape themselves, and they've got they got a really lively front too. Um, and, you know, on, 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 in retrospect, it worked because we won the game. But but the first ten or fifteen weren't pretty. Let, let's 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 put it that way. Ben Garner has thirty nine senior games under his belt as a manager. Nigel Clough, including his non league career, has over a thousand three hundred. And do you, do you get the impression that maybe that was in his head a little bit? Because Nigel Clough's been there, done that. But like you say, Mansfield are a good team too. I, I do, I do, I do get where you're coming from. I do think there was a little bit of. A little bit of a fear factor, or you know, I think he was spooked a little bit, maybe by the fact that Mansfield are a good team, maybe by by Clough. I don't know, but um, it was quite interesting because Garner's said all along that we'll just play our way and we we play the same no matter who we're playing, home or away. But that's clearly not the case, <laughs> <laughs> and nor should it be the case, right? You, you you whether you get it right or wrong, you try and pick a team that most suits the game that you're playing, and so. You know he's done that. It, it it didn't really work to begin with, but then it really did work. Second half we were fantastic. So I think the one thing that I will give Garner credit for, I mean lots of things, but the one thing that stands out at the moment is that he he makes changes. He's really proactive 
not not substitutions, but like just 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 the way we play. Like we saw it in the second half last week. We saw it in the second half yesterday. He's not making big changes. He's not even changing the shape or the personnel, but he is changing the way we're playing at half time to to get us to play better. Um, and second half we were fantastic. So fair play to him. Um, he is learning on the job, right? Like like a lot of our players, but at the moment he's getting a lot right. Yeah, I read a comment from a fan that was saying one of the most reassuring things about the game against Mansfield was the fact that Ben Garner very quickly noticed that something wasn't wasn't working, and he switched it around pretty quickly. Exactly. It's exactly that, isn't it? It's like, look, this isn't working. Let's let's change it. And it, you don't have to make big changes. Like I said, it's not making three subs after 20 minutes. It's just or or all five subs on the 70th minute if you're John Sheridan. Um, it's just about making subtle changes, you know, dropping, you know, dropping players in or, or, or getting different patterns of play, moving to a different plan with the same players in the same shape. And, and we just slowly but surely started progressing the ball a bit better in that first half and, and it became a bit more of an even game. And then, like I said, second half, we were we were really, really good. And, and, and in the end, probably just about edged it, I think. Yeah. In terms of the squad itself or the starting lineup, I should say, I, I read a few comments after Salford and maybe there is a suggestion of this after Mansfield. And, you know, we're nitpicking here. That's what we do. We're not, we're not bemoaning victories by any stretch of the imagination. But th- there is this sort of, creeping in suggestion that Garner doesn't know who to drop or to rest at this stage. He's sort of cramming in his, his, his key players where it may not be the best thing to do in terms of formation. Can you see where people are coming from in relation to that? Yeah, definitely. I think we made that point last week on the pod, didn't we? In terms of, in terms of playing Kesler Hayden higher up the pitch because he didn't want to, you know, Odomayo doesn't deserve to be dropped, but he wants to get Kesler Hayden back in the team. So like, I definitely think that that is potentially something that we're looking at here is that he's Garner's doing his best to get all of his best players on the pitch, which is fine. It, it can work, but I'm sure, I'm sure you know, he knows far more about this than any of us do. So, you know, I'm sure over time we'll, 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 we'll start figuring out the best, the best combinations, but we are, we are building really good combinations. Um, you know, the, the, Conroy and Critchlow look fantastic together as a back two or, or even as a back three now. I think Reed and Grant are starting to play well together. Reed was absolutely outstanding yesterday. I think Grant's still struggling a little bit. But, um, you know, Reed, Reed really is really is uh, proving his worth at the moment. And then I think there's a really, really good relationship between Jack Payne and, and Simpson. I think the way that Payne drifts off, 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 the, off the side... And in behind Simpson, I think I think works really well, and um, yeah, we're starting to see those combinations. I just think like, it's still early days, isn't it? I think ten, twelve games in, we'll have a really good understanding of of, of what our strongest setup and shape and, and group of players is. But isn't it nice just to have that choice? I mean, you look at the bench yesterday; it was seven genuine first team players who have recently joined the club, or 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 extended their, their stay with us and all really capable of making a difference. No competition winners. Um, no, no kids. I mean, Harry Parsons, Harry Parsons is a, is a first team player these days. You know, we, we actually, we have a squad of 18, 19, 20, 21 good first team pros. And we're going to need them, right? Like people are going to be disappointed now, but 
November, December, January, they're all going to play football. Everyone's going to be needed. And I think it's just, there is no such thing as a starting 11. You've got that core group and they're all, I think everyone's stepping up when they get the chance at the moment. It's absolutely wonderful, isn't it? It's it's fantastic. I mean, Mr. Jason sent me a message saying Gladwin still looks off the pace and I'd love to see Mitchell Lawson or Agua, um, or however you pronounce that name, have a go. Is that something that, that is becoming more apparent, like Gladwin looking a little bit off the pace? Or is this like, are we comparing Gladwin to six years ago to now? I think that Ben Gladwin just moves in a really deceptively slow manner. And no matter what he does, people will always say he's slow and off the pace. I actually don't think he's playing that badly. I think he plays in a way, a very specific way, that looks quite strange. Like, he will always hold the ball for too long. That is what he is there to do. He's there to take risks. He's there to attract players. He's there to get out of tight spaces and and, and then and, and play those killer balls in transit, transition. That's what he's there to do and that's what he is doing. I do think he is... Look, we we don't have a, a scapegoat, obviously, at the moment, but I do think people are remembering Ben Glavin as something that he wasn't. He was. He's always been this sort of strange, deceptively slow, but very good footballer. And I personally don't think that's changed. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, it, when, when you read the messages I was getting during the game from, you know, members of the podcast and other friends, <laughs> the re the reaction to the performance as the first half was playing out, even in the latter stages was, this is not good. Nigel Clough mentions that they should have, you know, gone into the second half ahead of Swindon. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think you can't disagree with that. I think first first fifteen twenty they were they were good. Um, the one thing that they did really well was they just pre they just pressed really high. They put us under a lot of pressure, and therefore we we struggled to get out. But what we didn't do is is stop what we believed in. And I think look, I think. When you play football like we're trying to play football, there will be times where it is frustrating. There will be times where you, you people will just look at it and think, what are you doing? Just just go long, just get rid of it. And the whole point is that you can't just go long, you can't just get rid of it. You have to keep the ball and you have to be consistent with it because, because that one time that you beat the press, the one time that it goes well is the one time you score. Our goal comes from coming backwards, 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 backwards and back out the other side. So when it works, that, that's how we win games. And, and the problem is when it doesn't, it doesn't look very good. <laughs> it looks really, really, it's a really tough watch when it isn't working. And that first half was, certainly the first half of the first half, was a really tough watch. What I will say is that A, Mansfield, as much as they were putting us under a lot of pressure and we we were helping them sort of be on top. They didn't really create any any obvious clear-cut chances in that period. And also, B, I don't know whether they stopped doing it or we just started playing better, but 25 minutes onwards, it was a different game. And second half, they, they sat off us completely. They weren't pressing as high. So it's very hard for a team to press us for, for 90 minutes if you survive or beat the press and, and get out during the times they're doing it, when they're not doing it, you will just dominate the football. Yeah. And before we leave the, the first half, it was a fantastic 
block by Reed, wasn't it? Um, which probably prevented a certain goal. Well, I mean, I would argue not, it's not a certain goal because the main man goes <laughs> in there. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Just good old fashioned recovery defending from a from a centre midfielder. He really was everywhere yesterday. He he was absolutely outstanding. Fantastic. Okay, before the goal, what were the first exchanges of the second half like? Was it was it much the same as before, or um, was Swindon beginning to kick on? I think there was definitely a change in energy. I think um, I think the fans were more engaged in that second half, um, and I think I, I, it was much more of an even game at the start of that second half, and we slowly worked our way into it. And, and by the time the goal came around, we were. I wouldn't say we were rampant, but we were certainly we were certainly the the the, the dominant force in the game. Um, and the goal comes obviously we we all know the goal comes from from Johnny Williams and 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 um, as I said, it's it's all about sort of getting the ball out the other side and changing the picture quickly, and then a nice little bit of combination play with Payne and Williams, and all of a sudden you've got a huge overload and he's in. But I think what was really good is that. Again, let's let's credit Garner. Taking Anthony Grant off is a big call, um, especially in a, in, when it's nil-nil against a good team. To take off your only real defensive midfielder is a big call, but it's the right call, and it was all it was all about us dominating the ball. And you don't need, we did not need that many defenders on the pitch, especially in the second half when we were on top and keeping the ball and moving it really well. Um, so look, I think that was a really, really smart move. I mean, some of the some of the people around me in the in the Don Rogers stand were couldn't get their head around the fact that that he'd taken off Grant and not Gladwin because Grant was playing better than Gladwin. But it's 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 not about that. It's about changing the plan, not just you know subs aren't just there. You don't just take off someone who isn't playing well. You you, you make changes to the setup and the patterns of play and. And go and try and achieve something different, not not just take off players because they're not playing well. So, yeah, it, you just didn't need you didn't need Anthony Grant on, on in there. Yeah, plus Anthony Grant is the people's favourite, isn't he? So, I mean, so he can go wrong, and I would hate to suggest that he is doing anything wrong at the moment. <laughs> okay, well let, let's talk about that goal then. So, I mean, personally, I'm going to take the build-up play between Payne and Williams for the goal as. Absolutely delicious and nothing, nothing um, more than that. But probably the reality is that we got a little bit of luck considering how the ball went from Payne to Williams and then the cross by Johnny Williams was assisted by a very kind deflection from Ollie Clark's foot. I hate myself for saying these things, Terry. Um, I really do. But one thing that gets better and better every time I watched it, and I've watched it many, many times, is Tyrese's finish, which is so much harder than it actually looks. What a finish. I loved that goal. Like, in the moment, it, I didn't even realise that it was deflected, the cross was deflected and, and, and whatever. But just like, Simpson just took everything with him as well, didn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never, I mean, it's been a long time because I've, I've seen a number nine throw himself at a ball like that and just like there was no way that that wasn't going in he he was absolutely brilliant yesterday um and and I'm so happy for him to obviously you know we we've won the game and that's that, that's brilliant but just for him to get that goal and it, for it to be a big goal as well not just a a consolation or the third in a 3-0 win to to score 
the only goal of the game in front of, in front of the town and like that. He must be absolutely buzzing. And it was a brilliant finish. It gets, like you said, it gets harder and harder every time I watch it. Yeah, absolutely, it does. And I mean, I said in the uh, preview pod that I said that his goal was coming. I mean, I've got to acknowledge that because ninety five percent of predictions I make go do not happen. So I'm really happy that it came through. Um, no, nobody I think deserves a goal more than him at the moment. And oh man, it was, it's just, I'll watch it again after this recording a few times before I go on my, before I go on my merry way. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the highlights and in terms of the talking points, not really much else happens in the second half, except one major thing, which is a free kick to Mansfield, which, you know, goes in in a difficult place it is a scramble it, it looks like it's gone over the line anyone in the angle which matters including Swindon fan says it was over the line but it wasn't given I think in terms of these sort of events I mean I'm, I'm a rough with a smooth person I mean a lot of my disdain for the offside for Andy Williams's goal against us a couple of seasons ago which was clearly offside a lot of that was a bit after the uh, after the initial reaction to it and to be honest, when those things happen to Swindon, I'm more annoyed that we didn't finish the job off by slamming it into the back of the net to you know, not make the referee or the assistant make that decision. But it was probably over the line, wasn't it? I've got no idea if it was over the line or not. I, I think he makes some really sensible points, right? Like, if you're Mansfield fans, don't target the referee and the linesman. Like, why have you not just scored? <laughs> yeah. How have you missed? More importantly, how have you missed? Like, just it's hit your own player on the line. The fact that you've even given the referee an opportunity to make a decision is your own fault. And also, the referee was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It comes as no surprise that he didn't get it right, if 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 indeed that's what's happened. Um, so, yeah, look, these things happen. Sometimes they happen for, I, I, for you. Sometimes they happen against you. Um Maybe today we got we got we got a bit lucky with it. Um, who knows? We'll take it, right? But I don't think that was you know. It's not like they were they weren't robbed. Do you know what I mean? Like we won their game because we created and took our chances, and they didn't. And it's simple as that. We had a bit more quality when it mattered, and they've had four or five really good situations that they ballsed up. Whether it's the free kick that did or didn't go in. Whether it's the one-on-one where Ollie Hawkins has really bizarrely squared it to a player who wasn't aware that he was it was going to pass to him, um, you know they've had they've had some situations and 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 just not made the most of those situations and, and and we've made the most of one of them. So yeah, if I was a Mansell fan, I would be directing my ire at the players and the team more than the referee. Yeah, and um, Nigel Clough in his post-match was pretty much exactly the same. In in that in that uh, in that rhetoric, he kind of was like, "Well, we've got to put it in." And and poor old uh, Elliot Hewitt, who um, suffered the the uh, the wrath of Nigel Clough in the last game for Mansfield, got it again this weekend because I think he was the guy on the line. Um, I mean, the quote generally from Nigel Clough in his post match was, "I'm not sure how we didn't score, apart from the poor finishing and the poor decision making." <laughs> That's how you didn't score, Nigel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he knew, he knew. Um, and then, I mean, what happened after that? I mean, were we very much comfortable for the remainder of the game? Because there was an insane, for the second week in a row, an insane amount of added time. Yeah, it wasn't as comfortable. We didn't kill the game as well as we have done the last couple of victories. Um, 
they didn't have any, you know, they, they had a couple of chances. Um, Joe, you know, there was a lot of nearly moments for them, I think is the best way of describing it. We gave away far too many set pieces. And by gave away, I just mean we didn't do anything wrong, but the referee gave far too many free kicks. Like Bobby Madley refereed it like he was 2017 Bobby Madley in the Premier League. It was just, it was just, that's, it was so infuriating. He gave everything. And what that did do is allow is allow Mansfield to to, to continue, continuously threaten from set pieces. And they're a big side, especially Ollie, Haw- Ollie Hawkins up front, who who won a lot in the air. But it was all just nearly moments, really. And actually, I think in terms of clear cut chances, we probably had the better of it on the on the counter attack. But again, our decision making wasn't particularly good when we were breaking, and, and, and not enough of those counter attacks ended up with. With uh, with good chances, so I think I think that's definitely something that um, that Garner will want to will want to improve on. I think when, when when we have the opportunity to break, we've got to we've got to make sure more of those more of those breaks end up in a in a decent chance. Yeah, so there we go. One nil Swindon, another another victory, two in a row, three clean sheets on the bounce. Nobody did that last season, obviously. Um, for Swindon, so well done to Jojo Wallacott there. Um, attendance of eight. 1,631, which was comfortably the highest attendance in League Two, but down about 1,000 fans from from the last Saturday fixture at the county ground against Carlisle United. What more, Terry, can the club do to try and get people in and keep them in? Win football matches. Simple as that. People watch a winning team. As simple as that. Our core support at home would always be sort of six to 7,000. There's a there's, we're riding a bit of a crest of a wave at the moment, so crowds are up. That's great. But, you know, we will, we will get 10, 11, 12 in January, February, March if we're in the top three. It's just always been the way it's been. and all the, like, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you think, like, a thousand people who went to the Carlisle game didn't go yesterday. Now, look, people have plans and whatever. No, things change. I get that. But there will be lots of people who just didn't go. <laughs> I can't get my head around that. But, you know, they're also... Not everybody is is uh, is is sadly obsessed with League Two football as some of us are. So you know, which is their lives. I suppose that, that is the thing, Dave, isn't it? Swindon are certainly getting more possession, at least, as Williams gets his first touch here and tries to play it forward. Gets it via a back heel from Payne. Williams can break into space, edge of the penalty, the left hand side. Good, Good cross into the six yard box, and Tyree Simpson has his first Swindon goal, and Johnny Williams makes it immediate. Okay, let's read out what Ben Garner had to say after the Mansfield game. Big thanks to No More Heroes on the Town End Forum for summarising as per usual. Garner said there's still lots of things we can improve on. Three clean sheets and seven points is good with a developing group of players. Defensive organisation was good. Mansfield Diamond, though, was a threat. We took time getting going in the first half, um, but we started well in the second. The only threat in the second half was from set pieces, which we defended well, except maybe um, one little moment in that second half. Uh, We defend a long way from the box and we put a lot of detail into it. Williams made a big impact on the game. Spaces changed in the second half. We didn't need two defensive midfielders. Simpson deserved his goal. Didn't he just? And that will give him even more confidence. Everyone in the dressing room is happy for him as he works so hard for the team. 
Gunner thought Mansfield had scored. We conceded too many of those situations, but defended them well. Our game management has been good, but it would have been nicer to have got a second goal and we need to shoot more and be more ruthless. The fans were brilliant and it was electric when the goal went in and we gave them a lift when they needed it the most. Momentum is huge. We have had a strong start and we need to keep improvement. Then there were bits on the transfer window. Won't take any player. Harmony is good. Team spirit is good. Only get someone if they give a different option. Okay, so, you know, again, Garner showing that he's much better at post-match analysis than some of his predecessors. Um, a lot of the stuff he said was pretty pretty sort of obvious and um, and nicely put. Yeah, he just, he just talks like a normal human being, doesn't he? He just... <laughs> Um, which which sounds like such a low bar, but given our recent history, is actually um, is very refreshing. I think um, even Richie Wellens, you know, fantastic manager for us, but even he he always seemed to have an agenda in post match interviews. There was always something that he a message that he was trying to send to someone, and um, she don't get any of that, do you? It's just like Ben Garner just seems like a nice bloke who knows a lot about football, talking about a football match he's just watched. It's like just. He's brilliant. I love listening to him. He's just he's such a good communicator. And he's obviously pleased that two of his players got international call-ups. I, on on the, the point of um, Johnny Williams not playing today, again, so sensible, because we all thought going in, like, well, maybe this is the time to unleash Johnny Williams from the start. But of course, he misses next week. So what's the point of playing him if we're not going to field him against Stevenage? So that was good to see. Yeah, and also impact off the bench, right? I think, um, you know, our, he... he he came on and made such a such a big difference, and maybe maybe that's his role for us. You know, like this one had a trump card to, to bring on for the last thirty five minutes of, of a game and, and 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 win you the game or, or see out a game as he, as he did last week up at Salford. You know, just because you don't start the game doesn't mean you don't contribute, um, and he's contributing massively at the moment. Oh, he's a goddamn ringer at this level. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, but yeah, his hope that he stays fit and keeps on doing what he's doing because it's like playing like um, like five aside, and yeah, like you said, it's, it, it, you just see the other team like that they've got a, a fella who doesn't normally play with him just just rock up, and he's, you know he he was once in Arsenal's under twenty ones, and he's just absolutely like <laughs> so much better than you. <laughs> Actually, plays football like a footballer rather than like a fat old man trying to play football well it's it's swindon time lovely okay let's get on with the listener contributions big thanks to those who provided something starting with ross vince who says we really dug in just so happy and he has a sore head swindon spartan says that we had a poor first half though much credit to a very organized and hard-working constant pressing mansfield Garner's formation change and the later subs changed the game for a much improved second half. We rode our luck, but it's a sign of our progress that we won when maybe we shouldn't have. You Reds. Neil McLaughlin says that Jojo, Reed, Conroy and Simpson were an amazing sight to behold. A really enjoyable game to watch. Taze85 adds that Jojo came and claimed everything again. Reed was brilliant and so pleased for Simpson. Graham I mentions that the first half was edgy and we were quite lethargic, particularly in midfield. Anthony Grant had an off game and Gladwin still hasn't hit his straps. Back three, Payne and Simpson 
had good first halves. Worrying lack of movement in midfield when the back players have the ball, it slows our distribution down and takes pace out of the game. However, second half was very different. More players playing with their heads up. Reed, Payne and Williams in particular, more dynamic and as a result, enjoyable to watch. The defence withstood a real test and could be proud of their efforts. Johnny Williams' intro changed the game, so full marks to Garner for that. Delighted for Simpson to get his goal as his efforts have been Herculean over recent weeks with no reward. Mansfield probably did enough for a draw and will be bitter about that chance, but three clean sheets is tremendous. Mansfield look a capable unit and I expect them to be near the top come May, so a cracking result. Uh, Jamie Goodwin says, just how composed is Lewis Reed? An absolute monster in the tackle, but light years ahead of anything else in League Two on the ball. Always available, rarely gave it away, and very unlucky with his free kick. Don't forget the block in the first half too. Him and Paney, absolutely on flames. Also delighted for Tyrese Simpson to open his account. All the sweeter as about five minutes before, a morbidly obese bloke sat behind me in the Don Rogers stand and was saying he needed to shift some timber and he'd be a good player. (laughs) Well, there we go. Debbie gives a shout out to Reed or Conroy for her man of the match, but is also so happy that Simpson has got off the mark. His work rate has been immense. It's hard to complain about the amount of free kicks we conceded when some of them were just comical. The level of officiating yesterday was dads running the line with hangovers. Shane Ed- <laughs> Shane Eddington says it was a poor half and a much improved second. Great performance from Simpson, Conroy and Williams. Another clean sheet for Jojo. And of course, it was the highest attendance in League Two at the county ground yesterday. Mansfield press first half caused us problems. Fair play to Garner. Must have had a go at the break. Benny calls it another smash and grab. We rode our luck at times and then got away with the goal that never was. This side has a lot more fight and determination and it took everything we had at times to keep them at bay. The players' fitness is improving every game and so hopefully will the overall performances. The centre-back partnership looks strong and there were decent performances elsewhere, specifically Simpson and Reed. Hopefully a team performance isn't too far away. John Stevens, not sure how Mansfield managed to lose that game. Overrun in midfield, Grant off his game, but man of the match was Williams because he changed the whole dynamic of the game. Scrap three at the back. And finally, Carl Lewis says, did not like us playing three at the back. Thought that hinders our movement as we go forward. And with the high press, there was no outlet apart from boot it up field. What I really like about the fan reaction at the moment is one, we can acknowledge that Mansfield were a good team. A lot of people kind of going more towards the side of how on earth um, did Mansfield not get anything from that? But I mean, you've put your point forward in terms of, you know, they didn't really do much, but I like the fan, the fact that we're not so red, red tinted these days that we can see a team do well and set up well. And also the acknowledgement of Garner, as we've discussed, on changing things around, because again, we've 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 had managers that have a brand that stick to it, and they will stick to it until full time, regardless of the results. So, it's it's so great that it's so obvious what what's happening at the moment. Yeah, I just the only thing I'll say is I think I think I'm not sure our fans are ready for it. <laughs> like, in like, the comments on on social, I think are um, are maybe a little bit more balanced, but in the ground. 
people are very impatient and when we are not going to change the way we play football. Ben Garner is not going to change. We always wanted, you know, when John Sheridan was there and we're hoofing it constantly, we want to, we want to play good football. This is good football. Like, but it, it, it needs people to be patient. We're not going to go long. We're not going to get it forward quickly. We're going to go, we're going to go backwards. We're going to go backwards a lot and we're going to keep the ball. That isn't a bad thing. And I think hopefully over time, especially if the results keep coming, we will learn to be more patient because I think we need to. Let's talk man of the match then. So we'll start with the listeners' contributions. There were some uh, nominations for the officials, mostly for the goal they didn't give to Mansfield. Um, Jamie says Anthony Grant gets it for wearing sliders. Um, A couple for Payne, including Burnyman, who said... Um, Conroy for the first half, pain for the second half. Since we bizarrely played nearly an hour second half, I give it to Jack Payne. Lots of energy, ingenuity, and always wanted the ball wherever he was on the pitch. A real driving force. Um, loads of nominations for Tyree Simpson, including Nick, who says, how can it be anyone but Tyree? Worked his socks off, held it up, got his goal. And Alex says, determination to win the ball every time. Positive attitude throughout and he bags the winner. Uh, Conroy got some nominations, including from Swindon Spartan. He says, Conroy has been exceptional in every game and is the main reason for our calm, solid defence. He's the best defender in League Two. And the biggest compliment I can pay him is that his performances have been Calderwood-esque. If he stays fit, we go up. Um, but the overwhelming majority voted for Lewis Reed including Alex, he said, uh, so much energy, nous and intelligence with the ball and without it. I don't always want to fall for the ball playing midfielder, but I'm resigned already. And Rich Parker says, no doubt about it was Reed for me everywhere. And he was everywhere. And the goal saving block in the first half was just brilliant. Deserved his free kick to hit the back of the net, but alas, it hit the post. Okay, then. So, the listeners have gone for Lewis Reed, overwhelmingly so. Who are we going for? I think we're going for Big tie. I think it's got to be Simpson, um, not just because of the goal, but but his his all round play was outstanding. First half, he was our best player. I think um, we we didn't get the ball to him enough, but when we did, he it's it stuck to him a lot more this week, and he he just sort of attracts three, four, five opposing players all the time because he's so big and so strong and looks after the ball really well. And then obviously the goal, the goal is just the icing on the cake. Um, I think look, Lewis Reed was outstanding. And I think the other thing that I will say is that Dion Conroy and Jack Payne, you might as well just record, record this and play it in every pod. They're always going to be, uh, they're always going to get sort of honourable mentions, if you will, because at the moment, though, they, the two of them are, are sort of, putting in 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 every single week. So I think I'd argue Louis, Louis Reed is, is starting to do the same, having that consistent level of performance. What, what you don't want to do is start taking that for granted and, and it's important we, we call them out. So definitely, you know, three or four players are consistently playing really, really well. But but Tyrese yesterday is definitely the standout for me, I think. Oh, I like it when we vote for somebody that the listeners didn't. I, I just like the distribution of, of Man of the Matches to go to multiple people. There's no harm in that. Yeah, exactly. Praise praise for all. <laughs> okay, well, we've got Stevenage coming up. We'll do a preview preview show for that later in the week. So we'll, we'll see 
a lot of stuff can happen in five or six days. Um, before we go, I asked listeners for a bit of fun who they would want to see Swindon sign as the centre forward option as the transfer window is about to close. We'll start with Craig Dean Clem's Barmy Army, who says Nikia Jose would be welcomed back with open arms, I think, by the fan base. He's a free agent, he can score goals, and he has the experience. I really don't see anyone else we could bring in who fits that mould. Albie simply says Norwood. Simply Chalky wants Hal Robson-Kanu or Nikia Jose. He thinks that it would help Simpson to have someone experienced around him and challenging him in that position. Both might be out of the price range, though. STFC Jenko says, personally, a striker who can bag 15-plus goals and help the pressure off Simpson. If that's Norwood, Bogle, Jose, Agard or Grigg, all players that have good goal-scoring records in League 2 or above. He also cites Jordan Archer from Aston Villa and ex-Watford striker Jerome Sinclair. Jason Cockerton would like either Kieran Agard or Norwood because the latter is not getting a game at Ipswich at the moment. Kieran Agard has a good goal-scoring record and is versatile, but Norwood is more an out-and-out striker, but slightly injury-prone, but probably too good for League 2. Josh Valp says Tom Eaves is set to depart Hull City on loan. He was the striker that Richie Wellens of Doncaster Rovers wanted to replace Bogle. So it would be true to form for us to swoop in a la Lewis Reed. And finally, Ben Nichols says, hmm, Norwood. I mean, Craig Dean saying that the, the majority, well, not the majority, says Nick Jose will be welcomed back with open arms no, from the Swindon fans. No. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I, <laughs> no no like if you just take away the fact he once had a good season for us like look at his like why would why would anybody think that's a good signing <laughs> no offense to the man who said that sorry <laughs> I, I, I hope they're forgiving of you i mean if he if he does rock up i can i can deal with it but i don't i don't necessarily think of all the center forwards that are out there he would be my sort of dream one um there was also a mention there for Hal Robson Kearney. Um played in the Premier League last year. Needs needs a job. Hal Robson, Hal Robson Kearney. Um former Swindon player, of course. I don't I don't even want to contemplate what members of this podcast would do if we ended up with Johnny Williams and Hal Robson Kearney. I just, it's not worth thinking about. Yeah, I'm I, I'm a no for Robson Kearney just because I'm just we're we're already too Welsh and, and, and the takeover is you know the invasion is is gathering pace. I think, I think um, Hal Robson Carney is too busy selling turmeric to play football these days. <laughs> um, if Hal Robson Carney signs for Swindon, I will happily wear a Wales home and away shirt with one with Williams's name on the back and one with Hal Robson Carney. The proviso is I'm not paying for it, but I will happily happily do so. That's how I think it won't happen. Who 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 do you want in a fantasy world? Well, I think just on Robson Carney. I think. Um... I wouldn't be surprised just to see him retire. He's a fascinating guy. If you ever, if you ever read an interview with him, like he's massively into all sorts of different um, uh, investments, and and I think he's really deep in crypto. Obviously, he's founded this turmeric company. Like I, I, he doesn't need to be running around a league two football pitch to for thirteen hundred quid a week. <laughs> I think. He, but 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 if he wanted to play football, given what he does off the pitch, maybe playing in League Two is exactly where he wants to be. 
Maybe, maybe. Um, who do I want? I mean, I see, you know, on uh, on in, in response to your to your realistic shouts for signings, I think someone came up with Tom Eves, and that is that is a name that I hadn't considered. And I think if he if Tyler Smith going into Hull means that Tom Eves is allowed to leave, I think half a League One would be ahead of us in the queue. But that'd be one that 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 certainly be someone to to at least go and have a look at. It'd be one hell of a signing. I think maybe a little bit unrealistic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see, isn't it? Um, the 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 profile of the player we bring in. I think it will be someone in that in that sort of mould of a Tom Eves or a Norwood who is at a club in the Championship or League One. Isn't a kid, but is just but is just out of favour. And I, th- I think it will be someone in that mould. So yeah, we'll see. I've still got a sneaky feeling it's going to be Norwood. I don't know why. I just think we're linked with him so much. It just there's. Maybe no smoke about fire there, but who knows? Yeah, and the thing about Norwood is he—he's not like he's had his few sort of big seasons in terms of his career, but he—he he has come from non-league not too long ago. So the, the notion of him sort of willing to play in League Two, if the if the pay is right, isn't outrageous. I think I think a lot of people sort of talk about Norwood like he's come from you know ten years in the Championship, which just simply isn't the case. No, he's only had what two seasons above League Two in his whole career, isn't yeah. he? I think. Um, so yeah, he's he's a League Two footballer. He's a good League Two striker. Um, and you know, you could argue that when he got his move into League One, it hasn't worked. It hasn't particularly worked very well. So yeah, I think um, I, I think uh, Norwood would be if his head's right. I think he's 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 got he's had a few um, personal personal battles and um and stuff going on up at up at Ipswich but you know if his if his if his head's right and he's up for it I think he, he could definitely come in and 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 be that sort of all-round nine that we're looking for I think we I think we definitely we definitely need that sort of all action goal scorer right we're not looking for a pacey second striker we've got we've got people who can do that job we are looking for a for an all-round number nine who can play up there on his own and 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 uh, Nick, 15, 18 goals. That, that would do us nicely. Oh, and Norwood signing before Forest Green away. Oh, man, that would be so much fun because he hates them. <laughs> Does he? I, I, what, what's, what's the beef there? Um, Tramier tram in the playoffs, I think. So, yeah, yeah. more of that, please. Okay, well, that, that'll do, Terry. That was brilliant. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. <laughs> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 